What's going on, everybody? You are now listening to the Shoot or Pass podcast, and we are in the mix of the conference finals for the NBA playoffs in 2020 here as the Los Angeles Lakers lead the Denver Nuggets 2-0 on an Anthony Davis buzzer beater. The Miami Heat are up 2-1 against the Boston Celtics. It would be rude of me not to introduce my co-host on behalf of the Miami Heat fan club, Robbie Gabe. How are y'all doing today, Heat Nation? Doing pretty good. You know, we're ready for, for game four. We we have an agonizing wait till Wednesday. Hopefully our players are stewing in that loss and mm-hmm. using that as fuel to finish off the series and beat the Lakers in the finals. What do you think about that, Gabe? I mean, I, like I said, we in here. I felt like that was a game to lose. It was going to lose a game. It wasn't going to sweep the Celtics. So you gave them their game. Even though the game was kind of out of reach for most of the game, we still played well. So, you know, I, I feel like yeah. we're just a better team overall. We had to give them that courtesy game. That's just how it works with the Heat. We give one away. I will say, though, Jimmy Butler needs to be involved more earlier than later because when it's time to get involved, it's a little too late. Or, you know, he needs to just get involved more often. But, yeah, as far as beating the Lakers in the finals, ooh, ultimate revenge against LeBron James. I would love that. But that's a pipe dream. I'm sorry, Heat. If we play the Lakers, it's a wrap. Oh, wow. Whoa. I, you're gonna come okay. on the podcast well, well, Gabe, look, look, I'm just saying. I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna use <laughs> you for motivation in the shooter pass round. I'm a realist. I'm, a realist. I'm, a realist. I'm just He's saying. Look, LeBron, who's gonna stop LeBron on the Heat? It ain't gonna be Demi Butler, Anthony Davis. Those, those two guys, they give teams fits. Now they would have had a better matchup if they were playing the Clippers, but Denver. I, I mean, can be your hero, baby. Okay, I mean, we if we shoot the lights out, we can give trouble. Let's get past Boston first. Let's get past Boston first. I need a hero. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Chill about that. No, no, yeah. Well, it yeah. sounds, you know, the Miami Heat fan club out here sounds a little conflicted, but uh, no, shout out to you guys. <laughs> Beautiful 2-1 lead. You know, you're up still technically, and, you know, the NBA has given them until Wednesday. So for those of you listening right now, hopefully you're entertaining the little pause and break there um you know we'll talk about that here in a little bit for the shooter pass round but uh, as always uh, we want to mention to make sure you guys check us out baselinetimes.com that is our home base to catch us with all the amazing content that we produce here in the background also shout out to our nfl team our mma team producing on the go and also for our college football expert picks and by the way guys on tally site uh gave me myself we are as of recording this podcast, mm-hmm. we are 14 and one. We have accurately picked every single NFL matchup in week two, except Gabe. Which one did we get wrong? Kirk Cousins, man, that dude sucks. Ass wipe. You can't throw for shit. But other than that, yeah, I was good. He's the one that cost me that one game because if it comes down to Philip Rivers and Kirk Cousins at their ages, I'm going to go Kirk Cousins, even though he's not the greatest. But come on, dude. Like, what happened? Yeah, so you guys check us out there. Uh, we're on Twitter, Instagram, at Baseline Times. And you can find this podcast and our other podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. And if you're listening in India on the Ghana app, shout out to you. We appreciate you. Spread the love. Show some love. Uh, tweet us. You can find me at Baseline Chevy on Twitter. Gabe, Robbie, where can the people find you two? Uh, Twitter, Gabe XL. Instagram, Ella G84. And I am on Instagram and Twitter at Robinhood with an H and a Y. Holla at me. 
I'm ready to talk some shit. So we got a round of shoot or pass for you guys here, which we will touch on the Eastern and Western Conference Finals. The end of the show, we will talk about some studs and duds, and we'll finish off and send off the Los Angeles Clippers as they are officially eliminated since last time we were on the air with you guys. So we have a beautiful eulogy for them. Shoot or pass. Okay, Rob, you guys ready for some shoot or pass? Yes, yes. You guys know the drill here. If we agree with the statement I read off, we will shoot. If we disagree with the statement, we will pass. First shoot or pass here, the John Calipari coach player from Kentucky who will win a championship first will be Anthony Davis. Robbie, shoot or pass? As of tonight, at 6.22 p.m., (laughs) I have to say shoot, just because I think it's a given that the Lakers are going to be in the finals. Doesn't look like the Nuggets are going to challenge them too much. Um, One could even argue that he should have a ring already, but it looks like he can't get it done without another superstar. So, you know, if... If fate catches up to him and he doesn't win a ring this year, um, I don't know if he's ever going to win one unless he goes to, like, Golden State next season or the season after because LeBron is only getting older. So in that case, and I will uh, say that Bam and Tyler Hero from the Miami Heat Mm. will win it. Because two is better than one. Gotcha. Mm. Um, How about you, Gabe? Shoot or pass? Yeah, reluctantly, I'm going to say shoot because that team, like, like like Robbie mentioned, this is LeBron's best chance to win that if it's his final ring. Yeah, it might, it might not be, but if it will be, this will be it. So Anthony Davis would be the first to win it for John Calipari. And I want to say everything finally in LeBron James' career has fallen his way. Usually when he's in the playoffs, the deck is always stacked against him. I'm, I'm making this LeBron James take. What am I doing? Anyways, so it's always stacked against him. This time, the Clippers bowed out early. Uh, there's no Giannis on the other side. I feel like the Lakers are primed to win a championship. Anything other than that is a massive failure. Massive failure. So, unfortunately, I'm going to say Anthony Davis. Yes, he'll be the first one from a John Calipari coach player to win a, a ring in the group we have selected. Yeah, I mean, shoot. Like, duh. I mean, what else is there to say after you get an Oh, Anthony yeah, of Davis course. From the Lakers bandwagon guy. In, in game two. <laughs> And look, and I'm going to say this with my prediction. First and foremost, Gabe, like you alluded to this, like it, the Lakers are primed to win the championship. However, mm-hmm. let's like let's not discredit it. I mean, they're going to win the series in five games. And I also want to add to this: you're obviously seeing the better defensive teams in these last few series between the Miami Heat and the Los Angeles Lakers really mm-hmm. progress themselves. So we're going to give credit, right? But uh, to answer this question, yeah, I'm going to shoot it's Anthony Davis. Look. The Lakers are defensively switching very well against the Denver Nuggets. You're telling me a talented team of the Clippers. I'm going to get on a, a little tangent here. The Los Angeles Clippers, that who the deepest team, couldn't do this. I mean, I don't know what else to say. I'm jumping on Twitter. Man, wish Will Barton was healthy. It would have been a different series. Man, the Denver Nuggets look gassed. Nobody was saying this against the Clippers, but all of a sudden it's against the Lakers, and it's an issue. <laughs> Lakers in five is what I'm picking here. It might be very well a sweep because you can't even get a game where you actually keep it close, where Mr. Anthony Davis puts you away. Shout out to Kobe there at the end. I mean, the mama was with them with the uniform, so yeah. Shoot or pass. LeBron is right. The voting 
process or criteria for the NBA awards as it is right now is flawed and needs to be fixed. Gabe Shooter pass. Nah, I'm gonna pass on that. He just mad because he didn't win. That's all I'm saying. He just mad because oh. he, didn't he didn't get enough votes. He didn't win it. And somebody just left him out. Or not left him out, but you know, he got less votes than he thought he deserved. So, I mean, like I, like I said, it's, it's a popularity contest. The criteria changes all the time. You know, it's just, oh, he's the best player on his team. Or oh, that team is dumb. But it's, is, is it a team award or is it like a, a player award? I'm talking about the MVP. The criteria is always changing. So, you know, in that in that regard, yes, uh, it's flawed. I'm going to agree with him on that. But uh, it's actually, shoot. Yeah, I'm going I'm to agree with him. It's always changing. It's ever changing. Bro, you got to make up your mind. Shoot or pass? Shoot. <laughs> I, I, I dissed LeBron at the beginning with a pass because it was LeBron. But it's actually a shoot. Oh, you He's just right. had to take your little jab at LeBron. Okay, well, I, I have to jab, you. I have to jab. But it's, it's a shoot. It's a shoot. He's right. He's right. See, people like you, Gabe, is the reason why like sports is not is not fun to watch. Like you just wanted to. What What does LeBron have to do with the question? If If I know if LeBron has everything. I'm a realist. So I told you. That. What, if the criteria is broken, the criteria is broken. It doesn't matter who calls it out with LeBron or Giannis. No, if anything, I'm good for sports because I call it like I see it. I I, I took a jab at him, but then I corrected myself. He, it's a, it, I, I agree with him. It's a shoot. I just said my piece. Let me well, let me ask you. Do you think 16 votes is fair enough for LeBron this season, or should he have been second place? Uh, uh I'm gonna say second place. You know, I mean, yeah, Giannis was the best player this season. Yeah, which is why it's flawed. Like I said, I don't know who else would have been. Okay. Robbie, what do you have to say? He admitted to it. Let's go. Yeah, listen. <laughs> let me let me start off by taking my own little jab at LeBron. I don't think LeBron should have won MVP. Um, but I'm gonna say shoot. Um, I think the biggest problem is that there isn't there doesn't appear to be a nomination process here. You've got nope. these independent in the quote unquote independent sports exactly. journalists writing some wild shit on their ballots. There needs to be some form of preliminary voting or at least establish who the top choices are going to be and have that be a guideline for mm -hmm. who these people should be considering in their final votes. The next issue is the idea that some of these voters are, are basing their, their choices solely off of the narratives that they are making money off, and that's bullshit. Mm -hmm. They need to either establish a committee of qualified people to vote or maybe they just need to have coaches and players do their votes. And don't announce these awards in the middle of the playoffs. That's like the it's most annoying stupid. thing ever. Like, why are we announcing? Like, why? Either I announce agree. it at the regular season, if mm -hmm. it's going to account for regular season play, right. or take into account playoff performances and announce the awards once the season is over. Yeah, right, right. Right. I rest my case, I drop the I mic, and I sashay off. Bye, boys. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree, hands down, Rob. That was that was beautifully put. And I, I would shoot on this, but also just to correct myself earlier, Gabe, he got 16 first place votes as opposed to 84 second place votes. And so basically, you know, he finished second place overall. James Harden finished third overall in the voting. I mean, just basically though, do you? The question was, should you he have gotten more first place votes based on, you know? I mean, you could argue one way or the other. Like people obviously thought that he got more votes for second point for sorry for second place, so he got more points, you know, to award him for second place. Obviously, so that's probably yeah. kind of like the big issue that people have. I mean, I, I think that like like Robbie summed it up. I mean, that's that's as much as we can do. 
um, make it more inclusive of a voting, you know, and and say, okay, instead, let's leave it to the guys who watches these guys and and breaks film down them, and that's that's a coaching staff, right? Um, you know, maybe the GMs to get those people involved. I mean, these are the scouts. I mean, these are the people who are watching these players and making the judgments against them, you know, to give them contracts and, you know, give them playing time, right? So it, doesn't, it makes sense versus the people that sit down and just kind of watch entertainment, look at box scores. So I can agree with that, but I'm going to shoot on it. I mean, look, I don't care about this award anymore. I mean, I, I just, I don't care about the MVP. The only one that intrigues me uh, to watch or to, to find out about is rookie of the year because most of the time rookie of the year is something that, Usually it falls in line or there is a competitive nature. It, Yeah, it, it kind of, you know, you kind of just want to see, you know, which guys come out and make that surprising, you know, effort, not just the number one pick. If, if that's the number one pick that year, that's great. You know, like a John Morant and Zion, you know, we didn't get to see Zion for a full season, so we don't know. But, you know, it's just little things like that, I think. And then most improved, I think. I like to hear that a little bit. Six man, I don't care since all these... Lou Williams, you know, I'm not on the Lou Williams train anymore. I mean, you know, this is kind of like an eh. MVP is eh. You know, it's just, I don't know. These these awards to me don't hold much merit as they have. And then you guys know that in the past, Steve Nash went back to back. I was just going there. I was just I mean, going there. Derek Rose on it in a year that LeBron could have. I mean, this isn't just something that's brand new in 2020. This has been going on for the last decade, in my opinion. I feel like they just want to vote for someone different every year. It's like voter fatigue. Okay, we voted for him last year. Let's give it to somebody else this year. That's not how it should work. You know what I mean? You should vote for the actual best player in the league at that moment in time. So I think it's just voter fatigue. And it got it got better towards, you know, awarding Russ. It, Russ was a more of like a traditional MVP where obviously averaging a triple-double, yeah, he mattered a whole lot to his team. So I think that's kind of like, not not to say Johnson deserved it because I think he did deserve mm-hmm. it at some point. For his reg, if we're talking just strictly up until March, whenever the season was canceled, so there's that. But yeah, there's definitely an issue that needs to be fixed. Glad we all agree with that. All right, shooter pass. Nikola Jokic is the most impactful center in the league since the early 2000s. Shaquille O'Neal. Robbie, shooter pass on this one. Hmm. I'm gonna say pass because mm-hmm. Dwight Howard in his prime would like a word. I'm not no- knocking Jokic here, but I've said on and I've said on previous episodes that I think the man's ability to score, pass, and handle the ball as a center is kind of like revolutionary. Um, I, I he still has time to be potentially be even more impactful than Dwight Howard or Shaq because he's only 25. However, you cannot make this argument and ignore Dwight Howard during that five-year stretch where he was absolutely dominant. Let's look at the accolades. Five-time All-Star, three-time Defensive Player of the Year, four-time rebounding leader, two-time blocks leader, and he led his teams to the finals and beat LeBron on the way there. So I think the, the the better, you know, the better argument that we can debate over here is Jokic the most impactful center in the league since prime Dwight Howard I I think in that case you can say he's in that conversation I'm gonna also pass but I'm gonna pick Yao Ming instead even though he wasn't in the league for a a super long period of time just based on the skill set that Jokic has Yao Ming was very similar with his passing game his ability to shoot the mid-range and you know in a three-pointer at times he wasn't a a great three-point shooter but you know he could stretch that far out to the to the perimeter I feel like, you know, of course, Shaq was the man since the early 2000s, but Yao Ming is another center that we kind of overlooked because of 
the amount of injuries he's piled up and the, the amount of time he was in the league. But, uh, yeah, I feel like he was a very impactful center. It was hard to really stop him. I mean, he was 7'6", shooting over people. You know, his passing was great. So I'm, I'm going to go with Yao Ming on that one. All I got to say is that whatever Robbie said kind of was basically what's written down here for me to read off. Literally, I was going to say Dwight Howard. Uh, his <laughs> final of course you're going to say Dwight Howard. You're a Magic fan. <laughs> and, and, I mean, you know, his finals run. I mean, if we're talking about successful big men, like, I think he's been the most successful since Shaq or, or Yao Ming, you know, and I, I, actually, you know, and, and Yao Ming didn't make the NBA finals, didn't lead the team to the NBA finals, you know, so it's it seems like that, a very game. long time ago. Well, I mean, Yoga didn't either, think, but we'll see, we'll see. Right, but obviously, I, I would say the, the 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 most impactful center since since Shaquille O'Neal. If we're gonna say it that way, I, in my opinion, it is Dwight Howard in, in terms of how dominant, how much teams have had to adjust and try to be able to defend him and also his defensive presence you know he has a defensive player of the year award uh i mean just just looking at how he took this orlando team uh and they, they surrounded him with shooters and you know they were able to take that style with stan van gundy uh, i mean i could talk about it all day but you know it to me that dwight has been the most and he's still a presence today you know as we, we can talk about with uh the Los Angeles Lakers against Jokic. How ironic is that, right? It's, it's right. Kind of Imagine if that, they had that Dwight Howard now. Oh my God. Oof. That'd be disgusting. It would be Lakers in like two. <laughs> oh, it'd be over fast. But yeah, true. True. All right. Shooter pass. The Miami Heat should trade Kendrick Nunn after this season. I'll pass on that. I don't, I don't see why. I mean, why is it because he's struggling later in the year? I mean, uh, you know, I just believe in the playoffs, Eric Sposa just did what he thought was right for the team's rotation. So, you know, he, he when he started the year as a starter, he was, he was you know, he was getting a lot of name recognition. You know, he was an MV, uh, sorry, Rookie of the Year voting. Uh, you know, uh, he's, a, he's a candidate in that award. So I feel like just him getting out of rhythm in the bubble is kind of, you know, it kind of had him a little out of sync for a bit. But I uh, know, don't don't trade them. We we are known for finding these gems in the rough that just undrafted, when you played overseas or whatever. We we find them, we we cultivate them, and they put they become really good players. So no, I say just now. Now if you're trading him as a piece of a puzzle to get a bigger fish, sure. If you're just trading him for the sake of trading him for like a mid range or a mid tier guy, no, I, I don't think so. Yeah, you know, I I agree with a lot of the points that Gabe said, but. I'm gonna go shoot here, and it pains me to say this, um, but you know, like Gabe said, no, listen, listen to me, okay? I love Kendrick Nunn, I love him, but he's been dreadful in the bubble, dreadful. Um, I think that, you know, it, it's like you said, Gabe, if the Heat plan to bid for a big name in the offseason, and like, we, we could really use another wing defender, uh, I think there you know now would be the tra- the time to trade him because of his regular season performance he finished second in rookie of the year voting like you mentioned so he still has value and he's still on the rookie deal if we're gonna you know like you said include this guy as a piece to a trade that brings us one of the big fish we gotta do it now um mm-hmm. but i could totally see the heat keeping him for guard death too because Drogic is gonna be 35 34. Yeah. season exactly. and and you know we could definitely use him during those 82 regular season games to keep 
uh, Dragic fresh for the playoffs. So it could go either way. I think that if if the Heat, like I said before, if they're trying to attract the big name, now is the time to trade Kendrick Nunn while his stock is still high and he has some value. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to hear Heat Nation first here, and I, I gotta say, I would say shoot if it's for somebody that you're clearing cap space for or need to get a roster spot open for. Um, you got to, especially for any kind of star player, any kind of all-star player. It may not have to be a superstar, but some sort of like all-star player. Uh, you know, like a tier, I guess if you want to say tier two, tier three type of ordeal. So yeah, I, I would say, you know, shoot to, if, if they need to, but the concern is the, the guard debt. So that's also a concern too, you know, depending on Dragic and how old he is. So I don't know, you guys brought good points. So as Heat Nation, you know, I think as always do do what's best for you and whether mm-hmm. it's shoot or pass to, sh- to trade them <laughs> so but shout out to kendrick nunn yeah. i mean definitely uh somebody who has been in the talk for rookie of the year obviously he didn't get to that point but um you know miami's miami's drafting well can't can't complain at all mm-hmm. yep that's what well, we do thanks to the godfather shoot or pass the three days of rest between game three and four of the eastern conference finals will help the celtics more than hurt them Robbie Shooter pass on that one. Uh, Gabe, I'm hoping that, you know, like we had this conversation in the group chat a few days ago that whenever I'm mm-hmm. feeling down about the heat, you're going to be the guy to talk me off the ledge. I got you. All right. So I'm going to I'm going to say shoot. I think it'll help the Celtics more than a heat. I think there's a few reasons to be concerned as a Heat fan for me right now, and maybe I'm I'm be I'm overreacting. So let's see if you can talk me out of this one, okay? Game three, we saw the return of Gordon Hayward, and his presence on the court really made a difference. I mean, he helped keep things moving. Mm-hmm. We saw less ISOs and passing around and settling for threes on the offensive side. The Celtics were able to create more space and get more open looks. They utilized the paint way more. They had 60 points in the game. And Gordon Hayward was like a key to unlocking Miami's zone defense. Knowing that they have three days to game plan with Hayward in the lineup, and he has three more days to rest up and potentially be ready to start in game four, that has me a little nervous, man. And, and the fact that they involved Jalen Brown in, in the offense more and he had a monster game and they're going to be able to build on that it has me a little nervous. So go ahead, Gabe. Talk me out of this one. <laughs> now look, everything you said is valid. I, I'm going to shoot on it before a different reason. It's because, like I said, it will help them due to the fact that Gordon Hayward, he was incorporated back into the lineup. So, yes, he can use the rest coming off his injury he had in the previous, I think, first round. So, yeah, it, it will help them for sure. But let's not forget that now that we've played Gord, we've, we've, we've played against him, and he played, I think, 30 minutes. He's supposed to be on a, a minutes restriction. I think he played 30 minutes. But now we know what to expect from the Gordon Hayward game, <clears throat> or, you know, when, when, when him in the lineup. At the same time, it's going to help the Heat as well because Gordon Dragic, he had like a, I want to say it's a knee brace, but he had like a, something on his knee. And like I said, he's 34 years old and he's been playing out of his mind. So I think the rest goes both ways. And I'm going to call it right here. Going forward, this, this series should alternate wins and losses. Fortunately for us, we're up two to one, so we should win the series. But yeah, I, I, I believe that Eric Spoelstra, he's going to game plan for Gordon Hayward. They're going to make adjustments, and after that, uh, Steve is going to make adjustments to our adjustments. So it's going to go back and forth until we close it out it's because we're ahead. One win. It's that chess match we were talking about last last episode. Exactly. Yeah. 
All right, I'm a believer again. Go ahead. So we're going to adjust the border, and they're going to adjust to us. Yeah, we're, we're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. Yeah. I, I, He's I, a six I, still. Yeah, I want to I go ahead and, and shoot on this one. I think it gives teams a big advantage to unwind mentally. Uh, if you think about it, the Boston Celtics haven't had a break in between games. They went seven games with Toronto. It was just every other night. Miami had the benefit of getting the longest rest out of these two teams, right? You sweep your first round series against the Indiana Pacers. You have to wait for the next round to start. You have to wait on the opponent. Finally, Toronto, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, finally, you know, you get Milwaukee that got delayed as well. They got delayed in closing out the Magic. Remember, the, the, the last time these the teams took off was the boycott. So the, the uh, Milwaukee Bucks took three days off. They re- resumed again, had an extra game five against the Magic. Then you finally, you guys, you know, took them out in five games. Then, you know, Miami kind of sat around again, waited for a few more days for Boston to find, finish up with Toronto. So, you know, I think this benefits Toronto. It's perfect to, you know, that you guys mentioned Gordon Hayward because now he gets that opportunity to be a little bit more incorporated because you get you can get extra practice and get extra film time in. Remember, I mean, if you look at it, you know, if you play a game tonight, for example, right? You really only have the rest recovery time. You got to get right back to it and then prepare for, you know, game, whatever, the very next day. You have shoot around on game day. The players have their, you know, game, pregame meal, whatever it is. You have the pregame routine, right? Coaching staff as well. This gives you a breather. I think it does. It should benefit Boston. But then again, like you said, Gabe, Eric Spolstra, in my opinion, the master of adjustments, it gives him time. It's just... It's such a back and forth, but mm-hmm. you know, hopefully we can see Miami and six. I still would agree with that. And um, you know, based on what I'm seeing so far, I, Gordon Hayward obviously didn't have like the greatest numbers if you look at a stat sheet or a box score, but he did a lot of the little things and just was there as a presence and made the extra pass or made the best yep. better pass than maybe like Marcus Smart dribbling around the corner and trying to pop for a three, right? Instead you got a little bit more better ball movement. So Hey, I mean, this should this should add up to see. You guys better hope that hopefully, I, I believe he has a child in the way. I mean, that you know knocks him out for a game or two at this rate. But you know, you obviously want to see him play the full series there. But I, I got to shoot on that for you, for you guys. Robbie, rest assured, they're gonna alternate wins and losses. And like I said, we're up two games to one. Okay. Math says me correct. We're gonna series. Okay, and you're good at maths. You're good at the maths. I don't know. He, so, he's a fantasy so. player. He should I be, like right? He, he plays fantasy sports, so I think he, he is at some point. I like to believe I am. Gabe, how did you do it? You know, football, a sports match. Quick, quick, uh, let's go off the rails here real quick. Just I for more valid, more yeah. affirmation here. Uh, how did you do in your fantasy football no, this you weekend? No, can't go this way. Well, me, I said. So then I can't believe. I can't believe. <laughs> we can't. This, Robbie, that wasn't Robbie. No, 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 we got okay. we, we can't. That's... <laughs> I did good. I'm still, I'm still winning. My, my uh, office. Okay, league. okay. My, my outside league is another I, issue, but I'm still I winning. Believe, I'm good. I believe. I got you. I got you. I hey, the, the NFL is a different story. I mean, okay. there's injuries that happen. Come on now, like let's just let's give that up. You know, we'll, yeah, we'll give you a break, there, Gabe. Don't worry, Benji, man. You can't bring that. Yeah, so many on both sides of the ball, defense and offense. It's terrible. But yeah, we digress. All right, so what we're going to do here is decide on a bonus round here and rank the top four buzzer beaters in the bubble so far. And we have the top four that we picked out here. So number one listed in no order right for right now, uh, OG and Anubis game-winning three versus the Celtics. Anthony Davis game-winning three against the Nuggets in game two. Luka Doncic game three 
buzzer beater versus the Clippers in overtime. And then get the last, the fourth one would be Devin Booker's game-winning jumper versus the Clippers in the seeding games. Gabe, how do you feel about these? Rank them in order. Yeah, so my number four option would be AD's game one versus the Nuggets last night. It was only game two. There's no major significance for that. It only sucks for the Nuggets because they lost a game they should have won. So let's get that out of the way as number four. Number three would be, I'm going to say, Luka's game three win versus the Clippers in OT. So they needed that win to avoid going 0-3. So yes, that's obviously big because if you go down 0-3, the series is pretty much a wrap. Um, <clears throat> and number two is uh, Devin Booker's game jumper, uh, game winning jumper versus the Clippers because they needed that just to qualify for the seeding games. So that was very important. But number one's obviously going to be OG Anubi's game winning three versus Celtics because it's almost the same as uh, uh, Luka Doncic's game, the game winner. If you don't make that game winning shot, you're down 0-3 and the series is over. As a result of that, they won that game, they won the next game, and it just alternated wins until game seven. So I feel like that was the most important game because I feel like the Celtics had their number the whole series. Hmm. All right, so number four will be Anthony Davis's game-winning three versus the Nuggets last night. Um, it was awesome. It was kind of unexpected, mm-hmm. but they should have gotten him the ball in the previous play. Anyways, um, number three... I got I got to go with Devin Booker's game-winning jumper versus the Clippers. Um, I thought it was awesome, and and it's a true testament to like the performance of the Suns during the seeding games. Um, that was really cool mm-hmm. that they went undefeated. They but they still didn't make the playoffs, so it's tough for me to put it higher than three. Uh, for number two, I got to go with OG's game-winning three versus the Celtics, just because I think that I mean. Toronto should have been winning games versus the Celtics early on. They shouldn't have found themselves in a situation where they were potentially going to fall 0-3. Clearly, like you said, Gabe, Celtics were a superior team, and they proved it throughout the rest of the series. Um, But Luka Doncic's game-winning three versus a Clippers team that turned out to be an absolute fraud. Overrated. At the time, was regarded as one of the top (laughs) seeds expected to contend with the lakers in the western conference finals i mean that was that was iconic iconic i mean after that game people were saying listen luka Doncic, is going to be regarded as one of the greatest players of all time once his career is over he is going to be in that conversation with lebron james and michael sure. jordan so that's number one all right um i i, I kind of gotta go with the, the original order here so number four I'm, I'm gonna go with devin booker's uh game winner jumper versus the clippers Honestly, uh, it kind of held no merit after they got eliminated from the playoffs. So it was an inc- it was a great shot. I, it just it doesn't do any justice to brag about it after this. Uh, come on, guys, are we going to talk about a, a seeding game in the middle of a pandemic bubble? You know, years from now, Devin Booker probably not. I mean, hopefully he wins a championship, has greater feats, right? That he accomplishes. Uh, I'm going to go with Luka Doncic's game-winning three against the Clippers in overtime. Incredible shot. Unfortunately. You know he, he didn't win the series um so to me you know you you really have to kind of just see through getting a little bit better after the buzzer beater like the buzzer beater was like a bailout to kind of keep them from getting down significantly in this series but i don't know it's just it just 
kind of got washed away by just the way that the series ended. It just left a bad taste for Dallas. Um, number two, I'm going to go with Anthony Davis's game winning three against the Nuggets in game two of this Western Conference Finals. Um, I think that that's just huge. The Nuggets being down or, you know, being down 0 2, they kind of like this, right? It's the thing about the Nuggets. I, they like this type of thing where they're down and they come back. So they're I'm really masochists. <laughs> yeah, I'm really they intrigued to see <laughs> what they do. Uh, now that they're down 2-0 versus, tie, you know, being tied. My concern would have been, and I'm just, you know, taking a funny approach at it at first, is that being them them being tied 1-1 kind of seems like, all right, you know, what do we expect from this Nuggets team? Can they go up 2-1, right? But now you're kind of like, all right, they're kind of in familiar territory. What can we expect from them? Can we expect some of the same comeback material again? So we'll kind of see if, if that happens. But, um... I think it's huge for the Lakers as well. They played the Nuggets pretty well defensively. And uh, it just is just one of those things. They, t- they took care of business. It, it means a lot to the series just to kind of look. The finals are, you know, uh, two two more wins away, honestly, at this point. So you win two more games. You're in the NBA finals. You're competing for a championship. And Anthony Davis has never been there. So, you know, shout out to him. I, There's I, definitely I say, some sentimental value there too because they were they were wearing their Mamba jerseys. Yeah. He yelled Kobe as he was running to his teammates to celebrate Kobe. after making the shot. Um, I think Vanessa Bryant even posted about it, which is really cool. So yeah. I will acknowledge that for sure. Let me ask you something, Chevy. So if the Lakers go up 3-1 versus the Nuggets, are you nervous? <laughs> no, I mean, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I agree. This is the one series I don't think they can win the four straight games or whatever. Uh, go, you know, run the table or win the series. Not against the Lakers, no. No. They play better defense. Just give them credit. Like, you can hate the Lakers all you want. Like, oh, my granddaddy was a Boston Celtics fan. I can't see the Lakers win. Like, that's great, man. But, you know, we're like 20 years removed from that. Maybe 40 years removed from that. Like, just get over it. Like, they're a good team. Like, we're, we're out here giving credit to good teams. Like, defensively like do i want do i want to see the miami heat win another championship over the Orlando matching florida no i don't but you know it's they got great defense you know what i'm saying so i'll put that on the record to finish out number one uh yeah so number one i'm gonna put the og and no shot i mean over the celtics i mean that that's huge can you guys imagine being down like oh three and having to come back from that like the, we, we probably don't see a game no, seven <laughs> yeah well I'm, I'm saying you don't you don't see a game seven in that series between the Raptors and Celtics, unless OG Ananobi wins or sorry, yeah, wins the game on that shot. So that that's very instrumental to forcing something as long, you know, as far as a seven game series versus like Luca. Like Luca's was great, but it didn't really go that far. The Clippers just took care of business, but OG Ananobi kind of saved his team in that sense. So that was a huge shot right there. So that's been the best game winning shot of the bubble so far. And, and point five, like over taco fall kyle lowry over taco fall i mean come on that yeah the execution of that play was crazy crazy yo chevy why are you out here coming out for people's abuelos well i mean it needs to be said at this point in time i mean the lakers the, the what, what are we doing we're sitting Chevy's here fighting with gra- with grandpas on on twitter and no i didn't say i didn't say grandpa but you got people out here that literally don't want the lakers to win because their grandpa or their great grandpa was a fucking celtics fan who cares like we're in 2020 like they're a great we have a lot of casual fans watching this game 
but like who cares about your granddaddy being a goddamn Celtics fan? It has nothing to do with you with the Lakers being a great defensive team. Like if you watch the NBA at any point in your life, whether it's regular season, you know, all-star game and the playoffs, if you watch like this complete like session of the NBA in this entire season, like what is so hard to like forgo that? And like I struggle with it with my friends with being Magic fans. Well, you know, you like the LeBron the Lakers, dude. There is nothing about the Magic and Lakers that is a rivalry. No one gets excited about when we play each other. Like we're not a rivalry. We just have this disgust because Shaq ran off to go sign with the Lakers. Kobe and Paul Gasol and Lamar Odom and Derek Fisher came in and won a championship on our floor. At no point in time was there any beef, was there any kind of history between the two franchises. So it's like people create these false narratives just to like hate on teams and players. I mean, I'm beyond that. Like if the Clippers would have won, the Clippers would have won. We gave them credit for like the first round series, right? We gave them credit for at least going up 3-1. Oh yeah, they're going to look like they're look like a great team. It's going to be a great Western Conference Finals, the Battle of LA. No, we're not talking about that today. So let it go. The Lakers clearly have been the best defensive team so far alongside the Miami Heat in the entire bubble. You can't say anything otherwise. If you want to talk about one word, Gabe, tell them. That's that's the real estate we can take right now. That's all I got to say. Yeah, like I said, if you, if you, if you really true yourself and you know sports, you got to be real. You can put your feelings into it. That's great. But nobody's going to take you seriously when you give your take. If you just bullshit. Like, why do you spend, why, what, why do you wake up and do you spend, like, your energy and effort on sports watching it to discredit people, to find at any and all costs, you know. Chevy, it's very simple to make LeBron, money. LeBron has AD, like, LeBron has had an MVP year while Anthony Davis has a defensive player of the year candidate, you know what I'm saying? What is it? It's not like LeBron sat in the backseat the entire year. I mean, he was, he was, sec he finished second place in MVP, MVP voting. To me, if you spend your life doing that, just don't watch the sport. Like, just don't comment on it. Just let it go. Because at the end of the day, like they're they're doing, they're playing ball. I mean, if you look at the way their the the defense is for the Lakers, I mean, you'll see Dwight Howard switch onto a smaller guard. They, the Nuggets love to play. I'll break it down the X and O's if you want me to do that. You have you're gonna have Jamal Murray and Jokic play this this two man game, and I'm sick of seeing it because guess what? If you guys hype the Whoever out there hyped the Los Angeles Clippers for the last six months of our lives in this entire year, and they can't figure out how to defend a two-man game, but yet you're seeing Anthony Davis, Dwight Howard, these other role players on the on the Lakers with LeBron James do it. As old, what year is he in? Year 17, 35 years old. If you're watching him do this, if you guys are watching, this is what this is this is greatness. This is what is should have happened, but the Los Angeles Clippers didn't do it. So I'm sorry. At this point, look, if you if you're just a hater, at this point, if you want the Lakers to lose, if you have nothing positive to say, you just want the Lakers to lose. It's it's crazy. It's incredible. You know, if you're going to jump on NBA Twitter and be a credentialed, you're gonna be blue verified check that you wouldn't be posting out nonsense and also be hoping to land to still have the title and you know your title and your description of still looking for a full time basketball job. You know I. Come on, man. Don't tweet bullshit like that. And don't be calling out saying the Rockets are going to be a pain in the ass. But three weeks later, now you're tweeting that, you know, the Lakers had the easiest path to the finals. Get out of here with that bullshit.
Chevy, you gotta understand that people sell their souls to the game and to the money. They're gonna say whatever they fuck they gotta Ugh. say to get the clicks and the likes and the retweets and the cutangling. Okay, good. so all of this may just go in vain. I appreciate whatever yeah. narratives sells best. I mean, look, the, people are basic people that are that are that are credentialed, like you say. And have the power to decide who the MVP and the rest of the NBA awards are. They're writing in whatever the fuck they want because they know that Kevin it's going to get attention Sorry. and it's going to get them the clicks and the likes and the retweets. <laughs> they don't care. Listen, good publicity and bad publicity are the same fucking thing when you want that publicity. So, that, no, but exactly. that, that is all great. But again, we, we, all, we all cover a sport, we all watch a sport, right? So just cover it right. Just cover it accurately. At the end like of the day, it's do. not hard to tweet. No, it's not. It's it, it, we have our opinions, but it's not hard to tweet. Hey, the Lakers have great defense. When you sit there and any and everything you have to say, it, it sh like how do you live with yourself to, to wake up every single day and say, hey, <laughs> I gotta make it uh, my job to discredit the Los Angeles Lakers. Like, like if Skip, if he Skip really feels like that, man, it's sad, bro. Like, how do you feel good about yourself? <laughs> you know living in, in, in real life like i couldn't take any kind of money i to do that i wouldn't i wouldn't i would sit here and tell you guys no fuck off like i'm gonna say what i want to say studs and duds. robbie who do you got as your as your stud yeah listen i'm gonna make you happy now because i'm going with the laker again my stud pick for this week i already know who it is is anthony davis oh wow that shocked me okay you you Y'all always act like you know what I'm going to pick, and then I surprise you. I love that. I love surprising okay. you guys. Okay. Anyways, listen, you know that you're out there cooking on the court when your bench is screaming steak dinner at the guy trying to defend you. <laughs> That's exactly what happened on Friday night when Michael Porter Jr. was trying to guard Anthony Davis. Mm -hmm. And what did Michael Porter Jr. do? He immediately switched off. Mm. This man is unguardable versus the Nuggets. Game one, he went 37 and 10 on 57% shooting. In game two, he started a little slow. First half, he only had nine points, but then he exploded with 22 points. And he still managed to end with 31 and nine on 47% 40 shooting. And then he scored the Lakers last 10 points of the game, which obviously included that three point game winner at the buzzer. Um, I feel like, like I said earlier, the Lakers had two possessions to seal this game. And um, in the first play, we saw LeBron dribbling around and go to the basket. And then eventually he ended up turning, passing the ball around till it got to Caruso. And then Caruso shot the three-pointer and missed. I, I, during that first play, I was like, you got to get the ball to AD, right? Like, you guys have another chance. Get the ball to AD. He will make it in. Sure enough, they get another chance. And boom, Kobe. AD gets the ball, makes the three. I honestly, I feel like right now, Anthony Davis is a bit is is playing more of the Batman role than LeBron is with his in these playoffs. So yeah, that's my son, Anthony Davis, baby. I mean that that's what uh, Paul George and Kawhi supposed to do, but you know. <laughs> Yo, you are just going in. I mean, <laughs> hey, a lot a lot of people have a lot to say about him. I mean, you know. Anyways, Gabe, who's your stud? I, I, don't, I don't know if he's a stud per se, but his presence on the floor, 
is is Rondo. I thought you was going Rondo, Robbie. I'm, I'm gonna say Rondo because he gives them. Well, I already picked Rondo. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. You did have four. I'm gonna say Rondo now because, like I said, he gives them another playmaker. Before Rondo was healthy, they was using Caruso, uh, whoever the else hell was coming off the bench. You know, you can't depend on no one else once LeBron sits down for a rest. So Rondo, like I said, he's he's in playoff form. That's the best Rondo you can get. His presence on the floor, you know, just getting guys the ball, making plays. That is critical, man. That's why the Lakers have been that much better than the rest of the competition. So I'm going to give it to him for now. And yes, Chevy, we stay with the Lakers. So I hope you have. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm going to make you guys happy as well with my stud because last week I went with the Miami Heat. This week I'm going with the one and only Tyler yes, Hero. I can be your hero, baby. In, in this series, go, go, go for it. Cause, because in this series, like 15 points per game against the Celtics, eight rebounds a game. Six assists per game, 42% from the field. And as you guys, as Heat fans, I'm sure are aware, Tyler Hero had 16 points mm. in the second quarter of the last game. That is the second most in a playoff uh, quarter by a player at age 20 or younger since play-by-play began in 1997. And the only player with more, Kobe Bryant, who had 17 in the fourth quarter against the Jazz on May 8 of 1997, Damn, excuse me. Um, so yeah, Tyler Hero might have not been alive, then, huh? He, he, he probably was. What, what is this? What's this guy's like? Where was Tyler Hero born? Because you know, um, he was wow, he really wasn't born by that's that's an incredible stat right there. He wasn't born, he was, I mean, playing like a solid vet. You wouldn't know. Like, look, I always think, what would be the difference if the circumstances were different? Like, if they were playing like in regular arenas, would he be doing this? Like, I don't want to discredit Tyler Hero. I love him. Right, like, right. He's just been stone cold. I just wonder for everybody who's, like, playing on the road, these young players, would they be playing the same on the road? Or is it because there's no crowd, there's really nobody to pretty much tie you or, you know, insult you? You can just play a game. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't really want to get that deep because, you know, yes, I, he's been on I, I want to give him the credit. So I'm going to leave it at that. But, yeah, I, I think if to, to do it against, you know, the Celtics here, you know, a huge part to just step up um, – in this series here and you know hopefully he continues on especially with boston getting back boston. going hayward you know kind of kind of offset the production and stuff like that but um yeah shout out to tyler hero man and you know he's got his little uh ig model in the oh. bubble now so. oh well, sure, that's okay. some added motivation mm. some added conditioning mm. uh personally i think that even in a regular playoff setting mm-hmm. tyler hero would probably be performing just as good. I think that he's shown flashes of, of what he could be in big moments. And I'm really excited, man. I Listen, lifetime, I hope he's a heat lifer. I hope they sign him to like a lifetime contract. I don't mind having him out there playing at like 70. If he can still shoot and, and take command like he does sometimes, uh, I'm I'm down. Was I'm it down. was it Mark Jackson that said that his ceiling is Devin Booker? Was that Mark Jackson or someone else said that? I've actually heard that. I don't recall from who. I mean, what do you think about that game? I mean, Devin Booker's a good a good player. I, I love Devin Booker. I mean, if that's his yeah. ceiling, or if he can get better than that, hell, I'm with it. Let's go. I, <laughs> Let's go. He's definitely gonna be an All Star, barring like some sort of oh, injury sure. or something he, like that, or he mm-hmm. pulls a Kendrick Nunn, which we'll get to in a bit. I think that he can be an all-star. I think that he can, you know, he could potentially be that first option and he could lead a team, the Heat, to a championship. Everybody's so. going to want that guy, not Kendrick Nunn. I love your pick, che- Chevy. I love your yes, pick. Yes, good job, Chevy. Good job. 
E-Nation, baby. How about the duds of the week here, Robbie? Who you got on your dud list? <laughs> My dud, which I kind of alluded to a few seconds ago. Um, I never thought that I'd see the day that I'd pick a Heat player as a dud. But, you know, in the name of being oh, no. realists mm. and being... You know, wow. being realist <laughs> here and, and calling the facts and being objective sports personalities that we are on this podcast that watch every single fucking game and shit. Mm. I got to go with Kendrick Nunn. And this one hurts. But, uh, you know, the key to a healthy relationship between a biased podcast co-host and their favorite team is acknowledging when one of their favorite players is performing like a dud. And mm -hmm. Kendrick Nunn, I love you, but you're my dud pick of the week. And um, <sighs> he lost his starting job to Dragic. And in the eight games he's played in throughout these playoffs, he's averaged 3.6 points, shooting 30% from the field and 15% from three. He's not playing good defense. Uh, can't even stop his own man without giving up a dumb foul like he did uh, in that last game. I know there's this, the COVID storyline going around, but like, you know, Bam and Tyler also tested positive for COVID and they're out there balling out. I mean, they essentially, they still performed pretty well in the last game in a losing effort. So I don't know. I'm really sad about this, but Kendrick, you know, I got to be honest with you. When things are going on and going wrong in this relationship, we got to communicate. It's not, you, it's, going on. it's not you, it's him. It's not you, it's him. That's how it works. Okay. It's the typical fuckboy excuse. <laughs> Kendrick, are you a fuckboy? <laughs> oh, man. Gabe, who's your man, dad? I hate to do this, but I got to go with a Heat player, too. And it's going to be Duncan Robinson. Like, oh, dude, no, not Duncan. I'm sorry, but stop frolic so much. You are the reason some of our guys are getting fatigued. They have to leave the bench. And come in early and play multiple minutes because you can't keep your damn hands to yourself. You're giving up dunk fouls. You're giving you're giving up three point shots, dude. Settle down. I know you know this is your what second year. Relax. When he's on, he's on. Relate. Stay on the damn court to be on. Like you're fouling way too much. I feel like that. It's just maybe it's nerves. I don't know if it's against the Celtics. Who knows? But man, you can't play this guy for more than five minutes without him picking up a foul. So I'm going to have to go with him as my dud. I, I got to say this about Duncan. What's interesting about this series, because I, I actually looked up into, you know, what's going on with the Heat. Um, he has taken nothing but three-point mm -hmm. field goals this entire <laughs> series. <laughs> so, my lord and savior is failing me. <laughs> he He's taken nothing. I mean, game two was incredible now. I mean, you know, 6-12 from three-point line, 18 points. Uh, you know, obviously you guys, you guys got that win, a comfort behind win. Definitely needed in that game. Uh, four for eight in uh, game three in 13 points uh, there. But uh, with He's a, a modern-day Mike Miller. So, yeah, he has taken nothing but threes. Um, <laughs> so interesting about Duncan. But I love Duncan. He's, he's a very, uh, he's, you know, his character, everything. He, he carries himself well. Uh, you know, I think, I think that was a good, that was a good, good pickup for. Uh, and one more thing. It's like, I think, I think Jalen Brown guards him a lot. So it's like. Jalen Brown had the game, you know, that he, he responded. He had his big moment, and the Celtics, you know, they mm -hmm. didn't win. I think he guards Duncan Robinson a lot when he's on the court, so that's why he's getting in foul trouble primarily. But just think about it. If he's not fouling uh, uh, Jalen Brown a lot, 
like trying to get him tired on the defensive end. And maybe, you know, that plays into our favor when Jalen's trying to get a shot on the offense. So maybe trying to tire him out, run around the court, beat Ray Allen or Reggie Miller or Rip Hamilton, just run, 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 tire him out. <laughs> that can make a difference, but you got to stay on the court to do that. Yeah, absolutely. I would agree. Um, my dead of the week just goes to the voters of the all NBA teams, uh, just in general, all of the voters, um, you know, especially there's one that mistakenly left off Anthony Davis <laughs> off the said ballots. Take um, it I easy. Mean, voters, That's my know, girl, Maria Taylor. Okay. I know. I know who you coming for. We... <laughs> just take it easy. That's my girl. While we Her and our best friend. You know, she equal rights. Equal rights. I mean, look, while we can improve the process, I mean, at least at the current time, like make some sense out of it. Right. So there's an opportunity to make some sense out of it. Honestly, I think that while all the players you guys mentioned as duds, I think so far out of this these conference finals, we're you know we're we're getting we're getting some good play out of everybody for the most part with with get hit or miss games here and there. You know, there some guys might not shoot as well or just have an off game, but I got to go with the voters, man. I mean, come on, man, this this is this has got to change. We get like I don't. I guess I don't know how you left off Anthony Davis, just not to throw too much shade. It's just, I don't know, the guy was talked about as like a defensive player of the year. And then, you know, but hey, you know, we'll, we'll find out if Adam Silver fixes that for us coming up here in the next couple of years or next off season. The curse of the Los Angeles Clippers lives on for another season. Somewhere, Stephen Ballmer is sobbing like a damsel in distress. For he got two superstars and what appeared to be a good team around them, only to realize he just got catfished, hoodwinked, and finessed. How do we sum up the implosion of a contender in one visual? With playoff P, pandemic P, way off P's backboard shot in the fourth from beyond the arc. Bet you Kawhi would have stayed put in Toronto had he foreseen the disaster of a playoff run he was about to embark. Trez struggled. Lou Will played like his life's motto is wings before rings. The team's apparent chemistry issues were on display for all of us to see. Hey, Patrick Beverly, you just won yourself a free vacation? Please send your RSVP to Damian Lillard and check the box that reads Cancun on three. All right. And as mentioned, the Los Angeles Clippers have officially been eliminated and we just want to thank you, Robbie, for setting them off well there. Um, any last-minute thoughts about the Clippers as we wrap the show up here? I think on my end, the eulogy covered it pretty well. Um, goodbye, Los Angeles Clippers. <laughs> you may as well move to Seattle because you don't belong in L.A. Ooh. Not even in Inglewood? Like, they can't get that new... Nothing. Nada. Arena? Bye. Oh, no. See wow. you later. <laughs> wow. Well, until next season, it's a short turnaround time. So, you know, how about you, Gabe? Any last minute thoughts about that? No, just bye-bye Patrick Beverly. I mean, you suck. Go away. You haven't done shit. (laughs) You're a journeyman. Stop it. Stop. Goodbye. Oh, man. (laughs) All right. We are at the end of the episode here. We thank you guys so much for listening. Shooter Pass Podcast, our NBA go-to podcast here at BaselineTimes.com. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter, Instagram at Baseline Times. And you can find us on the Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. 
Shout out to Ghana out in India. Appreciate you guys for listening. You guys can find me at Baseline Chevy on Twitter and Gabe Robbie. One more time, where can we find you guys on yes, social sir. media? Twitter, Gabe XL, Instagram, LG84. At Robinhood on Instagram and Twitter. That is Robinhood with an H and a Y. And a Y. Any shout outs for you? Yeah, man. Just a quick shout out um, to Patriots running back James White and his family. Mm. Um, his father passed away in a car yeah. crash yesterday, and his mother, as of this morning, is still in critical condition in the hospital. Um, he got, you know, we all got the news just hours before the Sunday night game. Um, such touch. T- tough news to hear i can't say the word tough for some reason um i know he was inactive last night and you know patriots did everything they could brought it down to the wire to win one for him and absolutely uh gabe any shout outs yeah it's also a sad shout out not for those reasons but i'm gonna shout out my boy tyron whitley rest in peace bro you had a great a great career but three straight losses i mean oh man it's time to hang it up bro he broke i think he broke his ribs in this fight Against of all people, Kobe Covington. Oh my God! So yeah, I'm gonna just say rest in peace, Tyron Woodley. You know, you had a great career, one of the best welterweights of all time. And just you know, stick with acting, rapping, and go to Hollywood, baby. You, you're good. You're 39 years old. Do something else. <laughs> and uh, you know, speaking of MMA, uh, you know, shout out to our baseline MMA. I'm sure those guys will recap the fights this week here coming up on Baseline MMA podcast and. Uh, no, I just really wanted to shout out to Christian McCaffrey, man. Just just trying to, you know, heal up. I know he's going to supposed to be out four to six weeks, and he did say that that's a challenge to him. So we were hoping for a speedy recovery because mm-hmm. my fantasy team is dependent <laughs> on you, Mr. McCaffrey. But I'm sure you heard that from thousands and millions of other people. Oh, but, yes. Uh, but no, you know, shout out to him, man. You know, obviously he had a great game against the Buccaneers, scored the only two touchdowns against the Buccaneers, but um, incredible talent, man. Um, just shout out to him on a serious note. Shout out to everybody who's experienced uh, <laughs> fantasy football injuries. And, and, and on a serious, serious note, you know, the guys that actually did get hurt, you know, rest up, get well. Um, shout out to Saquon, you know, obviously went down with that terrible knee injury. And, um, you know, it's, it's something that has made 2020 even more shittier, you know, like we we want to enjoy football, but then now there's injuries. So also, you know, to add on to that, the 49ers turf. You saw how many players went down in that game? Wow. Yeah, it's, it's, I feel like it's always the 49ers that have this messed up turf, man. I mean, four guys from that game, important guys went down in that game. Is that turf? They're scared to play on the turf. But yeah, I just wanted to add that in there as well. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, Robbie, Gabe, it's been a pleasure. We will see you guys next week, and hopefully, we can talk. Maybe, maybe NBA Finals. You think, guys? Guys got the Heat and Lakers wrapping up their series at the end of the week. I think I think we can do it next week, right? I believe believe so. Gabe made me believe. Um, Mm -hmm. Alternate wins. That's all we gotta do. Alternate wins.